Nervous yet? Are you? Go ahead, you can you can come out and say it. It's normal. This is how things go on potentially franchise-altering days when you are a fan or follower of that team. It's perfectly normal. You know who's not nervous? Like at all? Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin, that's who. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. Happy Draft Day. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into baseball and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Pirates and Penguins. The Steelers' turn is number 24 in tonight's draft. If you're one of those people who only cares about the Steelers' pick and you don't really pay much attention to the rest of the draft, I can offer you some advice, only don't hold me to it, to tune in around... mm, 10 minutes to 11, meaning 11 p.m., my understanding and expectation based on people whose job it is to know this sort of thing is that the Steelers will be picking sometime after 11 p.m. And yes, this thing runs that long. Who will they take? Why will they take them? And if they don't take the player-slash-position that everyone wants, how will they fill that need? All of that is going to become so much clearer by the next time you and I communicate tomorrow morning. It's amazing the amount of new information and new context we'll have regarding the state of the Pittsburgh Steelers by tomorrow morning, but we really will. We really will. Something I just, I, I like to think about before events like this. You know, they, they on one hand, they get excessive buildup and hype, and on the other hand, I don't know that they're appreciated enough for how much they can change things. Did any of us, for example, know in 2017 the kind of impact that the number 30 overall pick was going to have on this football team in this city, meaning T.J. Watt, of course. We couldn't have. We couldn't have even come close to guessing. We thought it was cool that they got J.J.'s brother, remember? It was like, hey, I got J.J.'s brother. Yeah, I mean, if he's even half as good as J.J., that's all right. That was the immediate reaction, along with linebacker. But it played out the way it did, and we couldn't have seen it. Not the day of, not the day after. But it's a massive, massive thing. It really is. I hope, I hope that they get Najee Harris. I really do. I I feel like that's the franchise-altering, changing thing that they can do in this draft. He's been my guy for a while now. I have processed every other feasible possibility that's come up, and I, I can't get off this one. It's not being stubborn. It's not being simple. 
to me, it's just the need is too great, and this player is too great a fit for that. However, however, there's 23 teams picking ahead of them. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. It's important to them that when they make you a promise, they keep that promise. This law firm has been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City, and you can learn more at lgkg.com. That's the one frightening facet for me going into this. I believe, maybe I'm wrong, but I believe that if Najee Harris is there at 24, they take him. I believe that it can be exactly that academic in their heads. If he's there, they take him. I don't believe that they'll follow religiously their own internal 1 through 24 rankings. They have them. That was brought up again by Colbert and Tomlin in the press conference this week. They absolutely have a 1 through 24, but that doesn't mean you go by it. Because their 1 through 24 has a 0.0000001% chance of being the order that actually takes place in front of them. And, And I might actually be overestimating it with that one there at the end. It's infinitesimal. But they have it. And it's not as simple as, oh, okay, well, this team got that guy, so scratch him off. This team got that guy, so scratch him off. It's not like that. You still have to look at need. And this team has left itself in a position where it has no running back three months after the owner of the franchise said that the number one priority of the offseason was going to be addressing the running game. That doesn't fly. As Tomlin said himself on Monday, Mr. Rooney is the boss. There aren't too many occasions in which owners like to get involved in football decisions, or really in any sport. But this owner is involved to the extent that he's not uncomfortable overruling something this massive. And he's got one really healthy precedent, meaning Art Rooney does and that it was his dad that overruled Kevin Colbert and Bill Cower and said, nope, I want that quarterback. And that's how they got Ben Roethlisberger. I don't even remember the name of the dude they were going to end up with if the late Mr. Rooney hadn't done that. Franchise-changing, franchise-altering stuff, you know? I'm not not helping with your nerves, am I? But it really is. It really is. I don't believe for a second that they'll follow a 1 through 24, 
I do believe that they'll get Harris if he falls. But what if he doesn't? What if he doesn't? We know for a fact that there are teams in the market for a running back. The Dolphins haven't exactly done a great job of keeping that a secret. But there are others. The New York Jets, we've heard that the Bills might move up. Or the Bills just might wait their turn and see who's left. But there are teams that are looking for help at that position. And even though it's not considered to be a great class for running backs, and that applies in two senses. One, there's no Saquon Barkley type that you would say absolutely has to go in the top ten. And two, after you get past this first little wave of Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams, you got to wait a while. You got to wait a while. And what are you waiting for while you're waiting? Because if you're hanging on until the third round or the fourth round, not to be mean here, but you're going to end up with Benny Snell too or Anthony McFarland too. Because that's what those guys are. They're third round, fourth round picks. And are you really adding anything to your running back room other than, you know, whatever, more competition? You need to get yourself a real live running back, and you need to get yourself one of these three guys. But at what cost? At what cost? Consider this. Consider this. Let's say Harris goes ahead of the Steelers. And they're thinking probably, you know, let's hang on and see what what's going on with ATN. Let's see what's happening with Javante Williams. Or at the same time, one of these offensive tackles or one of these inside linebackers starts falling. And they start salivating about either one because they know hypothetically here, that this player who's falling is a better football player than this secondary or tertiary option that we have at running back. A better football player. It is so hard to sell talent evaluators in any sport on the idea that the position trumps the talent. They'll go for the better player. Or they'll at least want to go for the better player. Do you hear all the different variables that are in this? Because again, Mr. Rooney is the boss. I hope it happens. I, I hope Harris falls. I, I really do. Um, to me, there's a there's a beautiful match to be had there. I'm not concerned about the short lifespan of a running back, which is one reason that teams kind of stay away from these guys in the first round. If the Steelers get five excellent years out of Najee Harris, I don't care if they offer him a second contract or not. To me, that's a good first round pick and a worthwhile first round pick in some pretty significant years for the football team. We don't know that the Steelers are always going to have a competitive defense like this. We don't know how long they're going to have Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. We do know that they need a running back right now. We do know that they've backed themselves into a corner, basically, where they have to get one in some form or other. This is the best way to do it. Here's hoping it happens. When we come back, just one question. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back. Time for Just One Question. And today's comes from Matt Hanford, who asks, We often see... Excited prospects taking calls from GMs and head coaches and, and then being announced as that team's pick. How does a team know for sure that their targeted player won't get scalped by another team two or three picks higher than them? Is there some kind of disclosure process that happens so that other teams know who is being picked and who's left available? Matt, I have a feeling that you're looking at this process uh, through – the prism of the way TV shows it, the way the internet shows it, the way reports by individual reporters put information out before it shows up on any of them because they find out from a team source that so-and-so is going to take this and this guy. There's a lot of confusion about this sort of thing, especially through the first round of a draft, so I'm glad you brought it up. To start with the reporters, they will find out almost always from a team source who that club is going to take with the next pick. So you'll see it show up on uh, Twitter, which is the the fastest. There are other social media uh, outlets, obviously, but Twitter is just so fast. and A lot of people, especially sports fans, flock to it for an event like this. And you'll see so-and-so to the Steelers. And if you're paying attention to Twitter, chances are really, really good you're going to find out first, uh, well before you see anything play out on TV. So these young football players are kind of in tune with that sort of thing. So you'll see them have a reaction. You'll see the family around them have a reaction. Uh, you'll see cutaways to the team. You'll see a cell phone call being made. It might be from the agent. Now, as for the Steelers specifically, they prefer to break the news to the player directly. Mike Tomlin is the one who places the phone call. And maybe you've seen footage of some of these. The one that really got a lot of attention a few years back was the the James Conner one, where Conner broke down at his home and Erie, uh, Tomlin calls up and says, hey, this is Mike Tomlin. Are you ready to be a Pittsburgh Steeler? And whoever it is just like passes out with excitement and everything else here. To answer your initial question, yes, they know. The previous team has put in its pick. And no, there is no information sharing between the teams. And for anyone who thought that that was a silly question to ask, if you're listening to this, uh, it actually wasn't. Because there was a time when teams did know 
who was going to be taken. There really weren't that many secrets. They just figured, we need this position, they need that position. In Major League Baseball, that was common practice up until about six or seven years ago. I kid you not. Everyone knew who everyone else was taking. It was kind of like a, you know, an unspoken agreement. Can we just all agree that this is this, and this is the guy we want? All right, so we're slotting here. We're taking that guy. You're taking that guy. Everybody knew. The, even in the very first round, everybody knew the entire first round before it even started. Crazy stuff. The first round would take, and this is something else to think about while watching tonight, the whole first round in baseball would take like five minutes. I'm not kidding. It was just boom, 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 boom. And you're like, really? But that's how it went. That's not how it goes anymore. TV loves drama. And sports leagues love TV ratings. So this is now being played out. It's a, it's, it's a soap opera. You'll see all these players' lives and backstories and lots of piano and violin and everything else. And yeah, they do want you to see and hear these moments. But no, there's no information sharing uh, at all among NFL teams or any teams anymore. Good question, Matt. Great setup for tonight. I hope everyone has fun. Um, I hope everyone uh, celebrates responsibly when they get Najee Harris, and we'll be back here tomorrow to talk about it. Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.